Hello everyone, welcome to episode 6 of Cell Phone Talks, where we talk about social and emotional learning. I am your grateful host, Hunter Carrithers. You can find links to this podcast as well as my other activities on my social media at Hunter is Godhop. Last week's episode, I talked a little bit about self-management and how that looks like in a real day-to-day scenario. And this week, I want to touch further into self-awareness and how that looks like in real-life scenarios. And to help me kind of, kind of discuss this topic, I've brought a special guest, Lupe Lopez. He's a good friend of mine. And um, so we're, without further ado, I'm going to introduce him. So, Lupe, without further ado, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, for the people who don't know you, who are listening, uh, telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hello, everyone. My name is Lupe Lopez. I'm 26 years old. Just turned 26, actually. Uh, full-time job. I'm a marketing executive, um, but uh, I'm also a videographer, mm. and uh, I'm actually learning a bit of photography, but I'd say overall a, a creative, if you will. Right on. Right on. Cool. Okay, so, you know, we've talked about this before, um, had some good conversations about it, and obviously we're here to talk about self-awareness, and you kind of had a recent um, awakening to a certain level of awareness within yourself mm-hmm. um, that helps you understand things with clarity. And so what kind of events or situations were occurring that made you notice something was sort of wrong in your uh, mental and emotional state? Yeah, of course. So um, I guess if I had to pinpoint it, I would say it was at the height of um, my, I guess you could say everyday anxiety. Like, so um, I work full time, as I mentioned. Um, I'm actually in a, a relationship hmm. with my girlfriend, uh, two plus years. But nice. uh, so, you know, everything was going smoothly. And, you know, it just, it kind of all piled up. So work shifted, um, some things were kind of left in the air, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my relationship was great and everything. It's just that along with work and, uh, you know, certain anxieties, it just stacked all at once and it felt very overwhelming. Mm. Um, and so I, I really hit a period where I was getting these episodes and I, I couldn't explain it. So I would, of course, have all the symptoms of, of an anxiety uh, spell, uh, is what they call them. Mm-hmm. And I just was confused. And so I reached out. I tried to read books, listen to podcasts. I tried to self-diagnose and self-treat uh, this new problem as much as I could. Um, it's funny because that ended up turning back around because in order to fix that, um, a lot of what everything was talking about, everything being podcast books and all of that, uh, was if using your mind to heal itself. Hmm. And so long story short, I ended up falling into this downward spiral of why is this happening to me? Why haven't I fixed it? And um, what does this all mean? Mm. I think that's actually really important, the, the way that you mentioned that, because um, often 
especially people our age today, we face so many different types of anxieties for different reasons. And what normally a lot of people always do is they, they reach out to external sources mm-hmm. um, for ways to solve their own you know, internal state issues. They'll reach out for books and podcasts and all these different ways that people can uh, express mm-hmm. their solutions, but that doesn't always work, work for the individual, right? No. And we can solve these issues internally. The information is there. Mm-hmm. in ourselves, but we don't often look inward whenever we're facing these types of problems. Exactly, and that was the thing, is that I was really trying to find the, um, as Zach mentioned in the previous episode, uh, the magic pill. Mm-hmm. I was trying to just find that quick fix um, and quick solution, but uh, really it was it was deeper than that. And uh, I, I realized through my eventual spiritual awakening that I had to look not out but in Mm -hmm. and that's when I really felt were the beginning stages of me being more self-aware and uh, you know of course your podcast actually had a lot to to help in those steps Uh, it's Uh, it opened it up to to this to the subject to sell learning well I'm definitely grateful for that experience I mean um, that's kind of the goal of it all is to to bring awareness to things like this that can potentially help certain situations for people. So I appreciate that. But um, yeah. in the end, it's all uh, within yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So good. Thank you for kind of sharing that. And let's get into a little bit more about how uh, this new perspective of yours that you gained, how it came to be and, and what it looks like uh, afterwards. Okay, so, um, you know, back to what we were speaking about, obviously with everything that was going on uh, in your mind um, at that time, you um, fortunately kind of gained a new perspective, and that new perspective helps you kind of guide yourself in different ways. So can you tell us a little bit about what that new perspective was looking like for you in your, in your daily situations? Yeah, so um, as I mentioned before, you know, I was really struggling internally. And um, what that looked like day to day is, uh, you know, just having dinner and having a very blank sort of sort of face. I was just not really there. Uh, and if you could see where I really was, it was in my head, um, just clashing at every single thought and feeling that was coming up. Uh, mm. I was really on the defensive Um, and I was wondering why I was either thinking certain things or feeling certain things. And, you know, that it was, it was crippling. You know, I I couldn't either perform certain tasks or I would try to avoid certain situations or scenarios. Hmm. Um, but you know, throughout all that, um, it did help me gain a new perspective beyond Hmm. that one. And it was that these thoughts and feelings are just that thoughts and feelings and it took a while for me to to learn that but once i did i you know i started seeing myself from a higher uh perspective if you will and um that what that looked like is okay so i'm having these thoughts and feelings um 
but after some critical evaluation of myself, um, I was able to gain a lot of uh, insight on who I was. And uh, that's actually what helped me is remembering who I was um, based off, you know, my past experiences, um, how I respond, responded to previous experiences and what I like, what I don't like. And so all of a sudden, any sort of thoughts or feelings that I was having, I was better able to manage them um, because I knew who I was. Hmm. And that's when I realized that, you know, I was self-aware and all of a sudden these thoughts and feelings uh, were less significant. You know, before I was giving them too much weight and they seemed scary because I felt like I was, I was being attacked. Hmm. Um, and, you know, you know, now how I look at things is that each thought and feeling, it's really there, you know, either to guide us or some of them are just really not really that significant. So it's, they're easier to let go. Yeah. Um, just thoughts and feelings that come and go throughout our daily lives based on everything that we see, hear, and feel. Um, I don't think that all of these thoughts and feelings need, like you said, um, the same amount of weight mm -hmm. as others. And so it sounds like what you're saying is whenever you're able to look at them in a kind of a higher perspective, you're able to see that um, you're not needing to necessarily look at these thoughts and feelings as something that has to be uh, really critically responded to. You could just let them mm -hmm. come and then let them go. Yeah, and it was just that. It was, it was not so much defending myself from them, but just acknowledging that, that they're there and literally just letting them go. It was, it was weird. It was almost too easy to be true for a little while in my head. I was like, well, why is it that, you know, call it just last week, I was having this war in my head and now it's just, I'm just able to do things. Like mm. it's, it was, it was such a weird period for me, but, um, you know, now if, if any thought or feeling comes to, comes to my mind, it's doesn't matter how big it is. I know that I can fall back on my self awareness and realize that hey, this isn't anything too big to handle. Yeah. And um, I think now the key is to whenever real life challenges, uh, real hard mm -hmm. and very difficult life challenges approach you, to maintain that you know that awareness to make sure that everything is gonna stay on an even keel. Exactly. Okay, so thank you Lupe for coming on the show and, and giving a little bit of insight as to um, how self-awareness might look like in a real life scenario and giving us a look into a, a real moment of time in your life. Um, is there anything that you would want to end with on a last note uh, for the audience? Yeah, I, th I think it's important to say that, you know, during my, my darkest times, if you will, uh, during that stage of my life, uh, something that I did find very uh, beneficial, and I actually owe it a lot, is that, you know, I, I seek Christ, and uh, uh, more importantly, I seek the relationship uh, with Christ and uh, through that I was able to really uh, understand who I was mm. 
Um, and, you know, more importantly for the solution to all this was uh, who I was not. Hmm. Um, and that is those negative thoughts and feelings. Um, and with that newfound awareness, if you will, um, nothing felt like too much. You know, anything that was thrown at me, even to this day, um, I feel like I can overcome, whether it be, you know, a nervousness from a job interview or um, excitement um, disguised as fear. Mm. Um, really regulating my thoughts and feelings is almost effortless now. Um, and I owe it all to that, really. Um, and I think it's it's important to say that anybody can uh, harness that uh, mm-hmm. within, within themselves. Um, I truly believe that. And um, it wasn't until I looked inward that I looked outward. And that really helped um, free me from, from, from all of those thoughts, really. So, you can keep up with Lupe's latest creative work online. His Instagram tag is Lupadoop. That's going to be spelled L-O-O-P-A-D-O-O-P. And so now I want to touch a little bit more in depth into self-awareness. We've heard it before, but to define it, self-awareness is the ability to accurately recognize one's own emotions, thoughts, and values, and how they influence behavior. It is also the ability to accurately assess one's strengths and limitations with a well-grounded sense of confidence, optimism, and a growth mindset. Some of the key skills involved in this competency are identifying and recognizing emotions, accurate self-perception, recognizing strengths, needs, and values, self-efficacy, and spirituality. And we might ask, what does a self-aware person look like? Well, a few things you can notice. Um, A self-aware person is someone who knows what he or she is good at and what he or she lacks. Um, It's also someone who acknowledges that they still have much to learn. Someone who readily admits that they do not know the answer or that they do not have the solution. One who owns up to their own mistakes, accepting that something is due to their fault or shortcomings and makes apologies for them. Um, It's also going to be someone who actually listens during conversations and asks the right and the necessary questions. It will be someone who will think before acting, uh, considering how their actions will affect others, mostly. And so, one last thing you can notice about self-aware people um, is that they understand other people's social cues and are able to, uh, so to speak, read the atmosphere. So, know thyself is a phrase that you have probably heard one too many times before, and I even use it at the end of every podcast episode. 
And you probably even think that you do know yourself. And maybe you do, to an extent. However, once you start looking deeper, you are surprised at the things that you discover. You might even think at one point whether that person that you are looking at is really you. If you get to that point, um, you have to go ahead and give yourself a pat on the back, maybe a, a hand clap. It means you are starting to become self-aware. Now, why is it so important to become self-aware? What will we get out of it? For one reason, self-improvement. Simply, we cannot begin to work in correcting and improving our weaknesses if we can't even recognize what is wrong or lacking within us in the first place. And for that, you need introspection. And that comes along with uh, becoming self-aware. Another reason is for the establishment of your identity and individuality. So many people that you and I know go through life not entirely sure about their goals, much less their desires and short-term objectives. They find themselves caught in moments of indecision, and often that stretches to long periods of time of being stuck somewhere in the middle and worried about falling backwards that they never actually end up moving forward. They don't know who they are, so how can they expect to go anywhere? Um, if you're clear on your identity, you're going to have more confidence, naturally, and in making important decisions and choices. You're going to change your behavior and your actions to align with your goals. And that's going to affect yourself and your relationships with other people. Ultimately, all of these things are going to enable you to enjoy uh, the, un the uniqueness that you have as an individual and learn how to appreciate life more. Um, it even can be as simple uh, for goal setting. Becoming self-aware is the first step to mastering your life. So you'll be able to create what you want precisely because you know what you want. That's the first step. And since you're in control um, of that and your emotions, hopefully, you will begin to know where to focus your thoughts and your efforts. And that will begin to align with your goals and you can start achieving them one by one. I think another reason why um, becoming self-aware is so important for us is for, like I touched on before, uh, establishing harmonious relationships. Whether it's personal or professional, um, relationships take a lot of effort and they are very vulnerable to emotional you know, problems. If we're in control of our emotions, you can also control how the relationships um, move. And getting a handle of that is just a trait of self-awareness. And it means that you can easily adapt to any given bad or good environment where you have to interact with that other person. So, uh, moving right into what are some ways that we can... Uh, legitimately in a real-life scenario, improve self-awareness. One way, uh, one personal favorite of mine, is by writing out your experiences. Uh, 
taking a pen or pencil, putting it to the end of a notebook, to the end of a page, and writing out your feelings at the end of a day. This is free information, but I guarantee you that any therapist that you go to where you can spend thousands of dollars, that's one of the things they'll tell you to do. Write about both your positive and your negative feelings and embrace the happiness and the fear. Just putting things uh, from your mind to paper is going to bring immense awareness and understanding to yourself about ways to manage the emotions as well as ways to utilize particular emotions to help you achieve a mindset that will be a better driver towards your goals. Another thing that you can do is practice distraction removal. Um, one of the most well-known ways of doing this is meditation. And a lot of people get nervous, uh, tuned out about that word. Um, but I'm here to wrap up this episode. I'm going to give you a quick no-bullshit guide to meditation. Okay, so let's go ahead and start. First thing you want to do is set a time. Um, usually in the beginning you want to go ahead and start with 20 minutes. No more than just 20 minutes. Next, you want to get comfortable. You don't have to start out with a lotus position, which is where you sit on the ground, legs crossed. You can start out in a chair or on the floor against a wall with your legs stretched outward. Um, but one key thing is to keep your spine straight. The more straight and erect your spine is, the better because one thing you will encounter uh, during meditation is sleepiness. And it is proven that the more upright your spine is, the more energy you will maintain during the session. So, again, you want to get comfortable, um, scratch any scratches that you might have, uh, and close your eyes, relax. In the beginning, uh, no special breath techniques are necessary, just breathe calm and steady, and become still. Once you have done these things, the next thing to do would be to attempt to clear your thoughts. Clear your mind and don't get caught in any thought stories. You will be still for the first 5 to 10 seconds. Um, you're going to be clear for those that short time until some thought or story is going to pop up. And it's going to try and grab you. And it looks like this. Uh, your mind will say, oh, I've got that email I need to send for work. Or I need to text my friend back. Or, okay, I'm out of groceries and that's something I need to do right now and how it'll begin to grab you and keep you in that thought story is by continuing to think about those things uh, on the list about um, what you need and, and you going through the store and finding those things that's one thing that'll happen and what you need to do is say or I can let this thought go and just let it float away as, as you sit in stillness and wait for that next thought to come and rest be assured that next thought will come and that next story is going to try to continue to grab you and um, for you uh, what you need to do is to let it come but then make sure that you let it go a good analogy is to be the atmosphere and let the clouds pass you by 
it's not that you're not uh, acknowledging those thoughts, it's that you're just recognizing that they're there and then letting them pass and not uh, focusing in on them. So next thing is you're going to do this for a few minutes until you finally get into a true meditative state. All of a sudden you realize um, you know, you're doing, you're doing well, you have that stillness, and then out of nowhere you're going to say, oh wait, I was grabbed by another thought story, I'm supposed to be meditating right now. So again, you're just going to have to check back in and let that thought go. You're going to wrestle with this back and forth uh, many of the first times, for sure the first session that you have. And you're going to quickly realize in the first session how difficult it can be to hold that present moment focus without distraction. And you're going to understand how unclear your thoughts can really be throughout a day. Once you strengthen your focus through meditation, you're able to designate that focus towards specific tasks and really perform with that next level efficiency. Now, what is even more difficult is to maintain the meditation practice. You have to create a habit, and that habit is very easy to break. You have to discipline yourself to do it daily and not skip any days no matter what. The truly amazing benefits come from long-term discipline. Just like changing our bodies in the gym, changing our minds through meditation takes time and dedication. It's also important that each and every one of you are capable of achieving this potentially clear state of mind. Um, when you start out, you may have 5 to 10 seconds of, of a true meditative state out of a 20-minute session. This pocket of clear focus will increase the more you practice. And don't think that just because you aren't fully focused for the entire session means you are doing something wrong. Same thing when you're hurting, burning, and getting sore with working out. It doesn't mean you are necessarily doing something wrong. It means you are working on those certain muscles that need the practice. Meditation doesn't always make you calm. This is another um, stigma that comes along with it. That's the end state or the end goal of meditation, but that can take years. Um, you'll experience parts of it, but that true calmness is going to take a long time to achieve. When you get frustrated in the beginning, that is because it is working out unused muscles in your mind. Perfect meditation sessions are only for monk masters in movies. Just as each gym session is not perfectly executed in mental and physical capacities, meditation is very hard in the beginning and for a long time. Even months in, you may still not fully enjoy it, but I can guarantee you will begin to experience some of the benefits within weeks. going to conclude episode 6 of Cell Phone Talks. Every week I end the episode with a quote. This week's quote is from Carl Jung and it goes like this. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. As always, thank you and please feel free to like, comment, and share the episode. Message me with any questions or thoughts about the podcast. And lastly, 
When you work to know thyself, you are preparing to know God.